Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 490490 with the fantastic Danielle Perez. She is a comedian, actor, writer, all around, a very, very funny, very cool woman. I was, uh, I've been wanting to podcast her for quite some time, and uh, we were able to connect and get this episode on the books. I don't know what that means in this scenario, but I'm so glad we made it happen. I know you're going to enjoy this episode. I hope everybody's doing well, enjoying fall. Maybe even looking forward to a little Halloween action. I don't know. But if you are, have a great one. And I can't promise I won't wish you the same thing next week. Let's talk about your nails. Are they, look at those beautiful pointy tips. I mean, I cannot keep, I can't do anything with with acrylics on. Or are they still called acrylics? They are, well, they're gel extensions. Gel extensions, of course, yes. Gel extensions. Yes. um, No formaldehyde. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. love that. (laughs) Yeah. And also, why? Why are we using formaldehyde in anything involving stuff that goes on our hands i mean i used to get brazilian blowouts formaldehyde a key component of that okay (laughs) i mean listen it's i guess it preserves we know it it preserves preserves the skin so maybe we should be bathing in formaldehyde what do i know i mean i feel like maybe that's j-lo's secret it's not the blood of virgins. It's just formaldehyde. It may be. Flamarin formaldehyde. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Sure, it has a weird smell, I hear. I mean, I, don't, I also don't know if I would I'd be able to identify formaldehyde. I, I feel like I can identify a chemical type smell when I open up certain chemicals, but I don't know that I would be able to identify immediately like, ah, oh, formaldehyde. Yep. You yeah. know? I don't know. Okay. So let's get back to your gel tips for a second. Yes. I can't. I can't like I they I was doing a show and they put some on me for the show and within the first bathroom trip of many because I constantly have to pee um I could not I I like it popped three on, like, off oh, no, just pulling just, yeah pulling spanks away and like all of that stuff then I washed my hands and one just kind of clumped off into the water which felt gross immediately like it's like that thing where it's on, if it's on you it's not gross and as soon as it leaves your body like hair you're like oh I'm gross I guess did they do the stickers or did they glue it on it must have been stickers right it was probably stickers the stickers are they the way they come off is like chunky and funky uh-huh. and like I don't know how you get that sticker stuff like the stickers are very confusing to me okay so this is this is a type of glue that they then do you go back to them to get like get it removed or is it a glue that comes off of use acetate? This, no. You know, this is a nail polish podcast, a nail this gel is. and extension podcast that I do, right? And I should. Yeah, no. And I should actually know more because I did like buy the stickers because like I have a bunch of press on nails. Mm-hmm. So these like the gel extensions I get done at the salon. Okay. And like they are I've never had them pop off ever. Okay. Right. And the reason I get the gel extension is because of my wheelchair you know, with the spokes and stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah. You know, I cannot, I can't just go running, chasing off of a popped off nail every no, now and then. Yeah. absolutely cannot. Absolutely cannot. Well, good on you for figuring out that you are a person who needs the glue because I now know that. You have, like, shown me that 
Yeah. I basically, if someone wants to put them on me, I'm going to have to be like, you don't know what you're asking. We need to get serious about this. We need, we're we need the this. glue. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, right. I know like drag queens will use actual like, um, oh my God, what is the the super glue? Yeah. Or yeah. Like some queens will do the super glue. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like that's commitment. Again. That's a huge commitment. Although drag queens, nothing if not committing to a fabulous they look are committed that takes to, a yeah. lot of time. Yeah, that's like the thing about drag queens is like, man, you guys like really are doing it all. And I'm just like, I don't want to put on foundation, let alone lashes. Thousand percent. Let alone contour my tits. Uh I want to have. I'm realizing right now, as you say that, that I would like to have the religion. I'm not saying that there aren't a million queens who are like, oh, honey, this is. This is the process. Like, I don't love it anymore. Maybe I loved it when I started, but now I, I just have to. That's the point A to Z, like all the stuff in between I have to just do. But I would love to have the relationship to makeup that felt joyful or that felt like the result is going to be fabulous. I'm going to work this for every inch that it's worth versus like how quickly can I slam this on? You know, and make sure I don't have mustard on my shirt before I have to be somewhere. Because that's I think I'm, like yeah, I'm like, boop, boop, because boop, boop, that's let's the do thing. This. I do love makeup, and I do love like having fun with it and playing with it and stuff like that. But I think that most of the time, like when I'm wearing makeup, it's like I have to look presentable. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just like yeah. I need to look like a person. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it's not like fun makeup. You know, yeah. it's like I'm just rushing through the process so that yeah. I can look. Like a like a, a woman or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the pandemic makeup check in. Also, something I've just invented. How often? Because I feel like I still always had to be on uh, talking to someone, and it was it was or it was someone that I felt like I should be wearing makeup with, or it was like doing a little video for this and that. And so I don't feel like I spent that much. I mean, considering the pandemic as sure. the pandemic, mm-hmm. I would have thought that I've spent less time putting on makeup. What was your experience? Did you feel like you also were like, God, I'm still putting on makeup for Zoom? Yeah, no, for sure. Putting on makeup for Zoom, like for meetings, for generals. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, I like something happened in the pandemic. And it was just like all of a sudden I just started doing all these podcasts that no one told me were video podcasts. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. No. And so I'm showing up to the podcast, like, you know, looking like a little garbage troll. <laughs> and Hardly. they're like, we're recording. And I'm like, you cannot. Like, <laughs> like absolutely. N- like, look at me. That no. needs to be in also, the subject you need to line tell me. and the top of the email. A hundred percent. No. Yeah. So I was just like, that was a very, like, frustrating situation in the, yeah. So it's like, yeah, people wanting you to do their podcasts and neglecting to tell you that it's a video situation. Yes, yes. It's like that's going to be a makeup. We're putting on makeup for that. Yeah. Are you? You're not still doing your podcast that you started with Madison? Yeah. yeah, Wow, rude. Um, now we're taking a little break. Got it. Uh, we are trying to find a uh, a network studio. Yeah, so yeah. You know one that would be interested in oh us. Oh my god! Let I feel like know. everyone, every network would be interested. Yeah, no, I mean for sure. Like that's okay. We can chat about this offline. But oh, for like, sure. <laughs> I yeah. I mean I don't know who you've already talked to, but like 
I mean, I can't imagine, like, I feel like you'd be super happy on Maximum Fun, I would hope. Like, that's a, yeah, that's a very friendly fun. and fun network. Okay. All right. Well, we got, we'll have this conversation. That's exciting. Um, and how much have you been going out and doing shows and stuff since things kind of opened up? I guess they've opened up for everyone at a different pace and, like, yeah. in sort of a, and then close back up and then open back up. Yeah. I feel like, I guess maybe, like, uh, you know, after... I, I would say maybe like after like that last surge in um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in like December, mm-hmm. you know, January, that was oh, yeah. that was very scary. Um but like kind of after that, I feel like things are like okay, we're open. We have the third booster or or you know, the third dose. Yeah. So, okay, we can come out now and so um definitely, you know, performing and out there. It's an interesting thing cuz like I feel like my comedy is it's not like just straight observational in the sense of like, I'm going to talk about like plants or something. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> What's the deal with why plants? are you talking about plants? Yeah. But it's more about like, you know, kind of like my relationship to things in the world and like how, it, yeah. you know, like just situations I get in and stuff. So it's like, okay, I've been like literally living at home in yeah. a box for yeah. two years and audiences honestly don't want to hear about the pandemic. Right. They really, they are, they are there <laughs> Even to Even though escape. that's what I'm talking about right now. No, truly, <laughs> I know. And it's like, I feel yeah. like it's like, how can you not talk about that? Because the low, we just went through that. But like yeah. audiences are, they, the, they are just like, I'm here to escape. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So it's like I, you know, I'll do shows and stuff like that. I'm not like being super aggressive with my bookings, you know, because I'm just trying to figure out. I'm like, what do I want to talk about? What's maybe I can live life now, you know, for sure. And have that kind of, you know, it's I'm, you know, I'm glad shows are back. But also it's like stuff is still kind of weird in L.A. A lot of venues are gone. A lot of venues are kind of figuring out what they're doing. And so. It's like stand-up's not going to go away. For sure. I, I love doing stand-up, um, but I'm just, you know, just figuring it out. Figuring out what what is fun about stand-up again, you know? Which, by the way, couldn't sound like a better or more healthy choice in terms of, like, how we've come to understand ourselves through this thing I'm not supposed to be talking about, but continue to talk about. Yeah. Um, let me no, ask you I, that. I, yeah, yeah I that's, that's, like, part of it, too. Yeah. yeah. Is like, I was so... I mean, I, you know, I realized in the pandemic, like, oh, I have anxiety, like to a point where like I need medication and I was managing it through stand up and performing. Girl, and I feel it. I feel you. Ooh, it was, you know, because I was like any show, anytime, anywhere, you know, three shows a night in L.A. Like it's crazy. Like in L.A. Yeah. And uh, I was just like truly burning the candle at both ends. And I felt very much like. I knew like in my heart, like I was exhausted and I wanted to like slow down, but I very much felt like I was on that, like not a carousel, but you know, that thing where you like run and you jump on it and it spins rounds and rounds. And like, if you stop, like, that's it. Like you can't get that momentum back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if yeah. you jump off it, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it like very LA too. It's not yeah. just comedy. It's that feeling of like the pressure of you got to act on this right now because right now the spotlight's on you. And if you, blah, 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 blah. yeah, and like, like, you'll yeah, have time to take care of yourself back. later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which, yeah, which is, necessarily. 
it's a lie. I mean, I mean, yeah. there's some, you know, it's the kind of thing of like, I, I truly thought like the, you know, the Game of Thrones where she's like, oh, oh your whole world has turned to ash. You know, <laughs> <laughs> everything you've worked for has been destroyed yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you know, I can write, I can act. I, I booked during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got to write on a cool show in the pandemic. Like, it's like, okay, I'm actually coming out of this in a in a way better place than I entered. I made 100%. progress. Yeah. And like, I feel like a healthier person. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Let me ask you this. Okay, first of all, let me just, for anybody who doesn't already know this, uh, Danielle sort of became extremely famous extremely quickly for a very specific appearance on a very specific uh, s- beloved show, The Players is Right. You've had to tell the story a million times. I kind of just want people to like look it up uh, so that we're not going into it. But the reason I ask is that it, like so many of your of your stories and so much of your fame s- surrounds like the moment when you were in the accident with the streetcar, which I'm sure everyone, including me, who's ever lived in San Francisco is like, we've all thought that was going to happen. It actually fucking happened to you. I've totally been in a position where I was like, this is about to happen to me. So fuck that. But also, uh, like, how much performing of any kind were you doing before you started doing stand-up? Because everything is is kind of told in this story that is self-contained, right, around you yeah. being in San Francisco and going to SF State. But I don't feel like I have a super strong sense, and this is one of the reasons I was excited to get to know you better, of, like, the you before, like, how much you were into the arts and performing and not having it be like, it's about a an outlet for this thing that, you know, yeah, you went yeah. through. You no, know I mean? there's definitely the, like, I do think that is, and like, there was an article that, like, came out recently that, like, I did an interview before, but I didn't know that that was going to be the framing. But then it uh-huh. was like, how they're using stand-up to heal. And it's like, okay, um... Uh, yeah, like this is becoming a short film I would make making fun of it, it <laughs> instead of the actual thing that's happening right I'm now. I'm like, I do stand up to make people laugh for yes. sure. Obviously, yes. I enjoy it, but yeah, uh, you know, that can be part of it. But it's like, I don't know if that's my narrative, uh, nor does yeah. it need to be. <laughs> yeah, um, so I, I had always been like, you know, like a theater girl, musical theater girl, like in. Okay, uh, this makes Ale- sense. Yeah. And I suspected, but I just didn't have the data, the hard oh, data. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I did, you know, ballet and tap and jazz and like uh, took voice lessons like when I was like in high school and stuff. And like, I always really loved performing. And like, even though I didn't go to like, you know, arts high school or arts like elementary school, like I think. Part of it, too, is just, you know, in television and film, there were just not people that really looked like me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I remember we had like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Martin and like Living Single. Yeah. Right. And it's like not even until I'm an adult did I realize, you know, Carlton is Afro-Latino. It's like we didn't even have like the word Afro-Latino. You know, right, it's like I'm right. Dominican. And so it's like, are you black? Are you Mexican? What's going on there? So even though it was just, you know very like interested in like theater and like audition for the plays. It's like, I think there was still this like kind of idea. It's like, well, the lead or the ingenue looks a certain way and she doesn't look like 
you know, an Afro Latina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, even though oh, it's like so literally dumb. there are no stakes and like the school is not known for its dramatic <laughs> arts and like no one's an agent in the audience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I do, no one's yeah. winning an award for any of this. Like, yeah, it's pure imagination. You're having, you know, 12 year olds playing like 45 year olds like what for you sure <laughs> for sure well what was your school like like yeah I mean so I went to uh St. Andrews Elementary School in Pasadena and so that was co-ed and then for high school I went to Immaculate Heart High School and actually okay. I is that uh, down, Meghan Markle, down by AFI yeah right next to AFI <laughs> So Meghan Markle was two years ahead of me. So we did like plays and musicals together. And I mean, of course, she's a lead because she looks like a lead. And she was very good. Uh, (laughs) She looked like a Disney princess, literally, even in high school. Uh, I think she was Canadian. I guess I don't know anything about any of that. It's all good. Somehow I've... No I mean, worries. I genuinely they met, I think, in Canada. I oh, think that's I, like part of I, their guess, story. That's, I guess that's all it took. I heard the one word Canada and immediately just like applied that to her entire life. I mean, I idiot. think, yeah, I think I believe they idiot. met like some philanthropic like <laughs> event in idiot. Canada <laughs> or something. My life is just full of these of me being like <laughs> Harry Styles. Now he's a magician. <laughs> like just <laughs> there's a lot of that. Um, yeah. OK, got but it. Like, yeah. And in high school, you know. It's like a weird thing where it's like we had a comedy sports team and like I auditioned for that and I didn't get in. And it's like, okay, but it's just a bunch of white girls. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like a thing where it's like uh, they're, you know, now in hindsight, I can like identify it as like, okay, there's some weird, I, you know things going on sure racism um uh-huh. you know uh, <laughs> about what people can and can't do um yeah. or should and shouldn't do and which by the way let's just acknowledge me hearing you describe a comedy sports team as being full of women and i understand that immaculate heart is right it's an old girls like, high school yeah. so i'm curious so two things that i want to put a pin in is like how were the plays cast period is it were you know it's not like they were shuttling in dudes i assume well so for the male parts they would um and like kind of all the like catholic like high schools that were single sex would do it where they would open the auditions up so they would have like days where like the guys could audition like i auditioned for a play at like saint francis they were doing uh west side story Okay, which I mean, if ever there is a one play that ideally yeah. you would get cast in, did you get cast in it? No. Okay, fuck that. Fuck them. Fuck that. Fuck everyone till the end of time. Um, okay, uh, but anyway, I was just gonna say. So the theater sports thing, like hearing that there's even women in it at all, for me, because I didn't go to an all girl school, I'm like, they had women in comedy sports. That's because so my experience wild. is just like white boys, you know, it's just a bunch of white boys. So yeah, I'm like no. maybe one like guy of diversity who's like the brave one who grew up around white kids anyway, who's like, I'm comfortable in this setting, you know. So in my mind, I'm I'm a little I'm still like, oh, my God, like how fucking awful for you. But like, wow. So even, you know, like the gir- like girls get, get a comedy sports thing and their immediate uh, move is to then turn on other people <laughs> who are white women. Yeah, it was really it was like so bizarre where it was like, I mean, you guys do realize like everyone thinks you're losers, but whatever. Uh Like, uh, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, so things like that where it's like, okay, you know, whatever. So I was, you know, always like 
background extra you know it's like you walk across the stage and say a line maybe Mm kind of energy so also too it's like growing up in LA like you my sister went to Loxa LA County High School for the arts so it's like I knew of like other like you know the Olsen twins went to like Campbell Hall like there are other like we knew like where the Disney kids went to high school and stuff like that so it's like we know there are other people our age who are seriously pursuing this and like that is like a real job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, you know, their dedication and training for that is like serious. So it's like, yeah, no, this is just for fun. Like I would, you know, like I'm not going to go to college for acting like that would make no sense. Cause like, I'm not even doing it now. So um, it was just like, okay, you know, that's just a for fun thing. And so I mean, I'm still, like, obviously, like, interested in the arts. So, like, I would still, like, go to plays, go to musicals, you know, go see. Like, when I was at San Francisco State, my first class was, like, ballet. My first college class was ballet class. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, I'm still, like, interested in that. But it was just, like, oh, it's for fun. You know, it's, like, an extracurricular thing. Yep. So, when I started stand-up, it's, like, my, my best friend Madison was doing, like, theater She'd gone to, like, conservatory in, like, London and was back doing black box theater uh-huh. <laughs> in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, girl, what? <laughs> so confused. Um, oh. But her roommate was a stand-up. And so, we like, we were going to, like, you know, his comedy shows. And then I was just like, girl, he's not funny. I'm funny. We're funny. How do we do comedy? Let's do stand-up. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Her Majesty served Great Britain and the Commonwealth loyally for over 70 years. And while, of course, we feel a profound sadness, we must remember she lived a long life and died in such a way that I think many of us would want for ourselves. She was at home, surrounded by her family. And, of course, she was listening to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is a multi-award-winning comedy podcast, and you can find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. We talk about representation in terms of like wanting to like like how inspiring it is and needs to be and can be to see people who are like us doing well a thing that we didn't ever th- give ourselves the you know time of day to do, mm-hmm. um, which is so 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 key. But there is something to be said for going and seeing someone do something poorly and oh, being like, wait a minute, for sure, <laughs> like, yeah, actually, no, anyone might. Anytime I meet like a woman who's like, I want to do stand up and I'm scared. I'm like, girl, just go to an open mic and watch. You won't be scared. Uh-huh. Like you'll see so much bad comedy and it's like, yeah. you'll be better than than that. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good attitude, though, because I feel like I would tend as a especially as a younger person, I would tend to be more like, oh, I recognize this as not funny, but that person probably thinks they're funny. Therefore, I think I'm funny. Therefore, I'm not funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would find a way to take their unfunniness and apply it to myself. Like, oh, shit, they're on stage because they think they're funny, but I know they're not funny. Therefore, if I think I'm funny, I'll be just like that person and I'll be up there thinking I'm funny and everyone else will be like, you're not funny. 
you're like, oh, okay, like I'm probably also misguided because this person must think they're funny if they're going on stage. You know what Mm-mm. I mean? You fix it. You fix where the funny should be. Yeah. And if you can fix where the funny should be, then you're funny. Yeah. Like, that's great. do you know what I mean? It's like, that's not funny, but this version yeah. of that would be funny. Yeah. You're funny. But that's great. Like, that's a great, like anybody listening right now, again, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this in my podcast. Do not be like me. Be like my guests. Like, give yourself permission to be the funny one in the room and not worry that, like, it's the, I think it's the empathy thing, maybe. I don't know. Like, empathy can get in your way where you're like, oh, I feel so bad for that person. Oh, oh I'll probably be that person. Good for <laughs> you. It only goes so far. You know, no it's like, why or why? And maybe, like, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I think it's just like, Open mics, especially in Los Angeles, are truly like soul crushing. Um, (laughs) They are hours. They are just hours and hours of sitting around and waiting. And there are some really great, really talented, really funny people. And there are people that are dicking around. Like you have three minutes. Literally, you don't know what to say in three minutes. Yeah. They get up there. I don't know what to say. Uh You know what I mean? Just like. And it's (sighs) it's like you're wasting all of our time. Yeah. You know, yeah. like be funny. Tell yeah. a joke. Yeah. Write a joke. For you've sure. had three hours to do that, at least since you've <gasps> yeah. been here, since you've signed yeah. up for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just kind of like no one's forcing you on stage. No one's holding a gun to your head and saying you have to do this. And like, for sure, I guess the thing is, is like I get, you know, like some, you know, it, not everyone's going to be funny right away. And you have to it's a skill. You have to work on it like you have to try like. You know, like you learn more in like doing poorly than like succeeding, all yeah. that stuff. But like, I think like I just don't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, quit. <laughs> no, I know. No, but I mean, like, I like, get make it. the line shorter. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, if you're yeah, not yeah, funny yeah, yeah. and it's not bringing you joy and you're not yeah. doing well at it, and percent. you're not and like, no, quit, you're please. so right. You're so spare right. yourself, spare us. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, you're so right in that, like. They're like, this is not a place or time to like get sympathy laughs or like, like that's not going to, you're going to, yeah, that's not going to serve you. You're going to, you're never going to get better and you're never going to work. And so like, what's the point? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so I guess that's a different situation if you're like, you know, a person doing community theater in a small town and whether you're great or not doesn't really matter because it's like just as much a part of the community spirit of like doing something fun together than it is like you are in a working industry town uh, where people are trying to work on their crafts so that they can you know go to the next level. And and I think that's what it is, is that like. You know, I, you know, it's like, is this a hobby? Do you really want this to be a career? What are you like trying to do with this? And it's like, it's like, come on, hurry up. Yeah. Put up or get out the way. No, you're totally (laughs) right. You're totally right. What, what took you up to San Francisco? Like what made you choose SF State? I say as a person who also moved to San Francisco to go to SF State. Yeah, no, I went to San Francisco State because it was the farthest school from Los Angeles that I got into. Yeah, that's why I first, my first school was I had to stay in state. Dude, I feel you. I lived in Tucson and I had to go like as far away as possible. So I went to Northern Arizona. You went to Northern California. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Totally get it. Your GPA was not great. My GPA was not great, but my um, SAT scores were very good. And so like within California, like, UCs were out, but 
state school, like Get Cal state, state systems were in. in. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Why were your grades not amazing? I mean, obviously, if you tested well and all that kind of stuff, were you one of those kids who's like, yeah, dude, I know I'm smart already. And like, if this is not a fun, great class, like if you're if you're not showing up for it, teach, I'm not probably going to show up for it or like what I don't was know going if my there. teachers weren't showing up for it I think I, <laughs> actually I did really like my political science and like my existentialism class existentialism it wasn't an ex I called it my existentialism class but it was like it was our philosophy class it was nice we got to read like the little prince and shit <laughs> sure sure but I think it was the, it, I was super depressed. Number one, very depressed in high school. Did not brain chemistry stuff, life stuff, both, both. Yeah, you know, kind of like in the excavating of like my life and stuff like that that I've been doing like in the pandemic and stuff. I definitely was depressed in like elementary school, and that just like carried over. Like I just yeah. like didn't fit in um, in the like educational culture that I was <laughs> in because like I had gone to Montessori school until like uh, second grade and so in third grade I went to St. Andrews and uh, it was just very different from yeah, that Montessori seems like a rude school. awakening. It was yeah. a big rude awakening and so I just like wasn't prepared for that and like it was pretty miserable and like also was like being beat up, I like kind of remember. I was like, oh yeah, I was sure was like beat up by some of the girls, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I still have a claw mark scar <laughs> on my shoulder from when I got clawed by a bully. <laughs> like, wait, like nails, nails or like with? Oh my god! Yeah, oh my yeah. God. I mean, whatever nails you have when you're in, it was it was either fourth, fifth, or sixth grade because that's like yeah. one. That's the ones you know. I went yeah. from this to this to this, so it was somewhere in there. But like, yeah, we just like. I don't know how you even maintain nails that claw that deeply into your shoulder, but somehow it happened. Aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then I went to like Immaculate Heart and I think things were like, okay, the first year. And then I get, you know, things just, it, I think, you know, the first year it's like you're hyped up on like, oh, we're new and it's a new school and blah, sure. blah, blah and stuff. And then like all the like the dust settled, right? The clicks form. Everyone knows where their place is. And yeah, I kind of got lost in, in not really knowing where I belonged. Is that a school, if you don't mind my asking, is that like affluent private school or is it like you can like there's all different levels of like socioeconomics who go it's to like, Immaculate Heart? I mean, like it's affluent enough. Like it's there's levels for sure. But like the popular girls weren't really like the richest girls. If Got that it. makes sense. It does make sense. Like the richest girls were the drug addicts straight up. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like they were the ones on coke and like heroin. Like, yep. I get um, it. So but it was definitely, you know, a lot of like Mercedes and, you know, Escalades and like the in the parking lot and stuff. But there were like also girls on scholarship, you know, Got so. It. Got it. It was like in the like and also, too, I guess, because like you like had to wear like a uniform. It wasn't really like you're not super seeing anyone's wealth like that sure. much. You know, sure. it's like because we all also had to wear like all white shoes. So it's not like you could, you know. Yeah. There's a limit to like how much bling you're going to bring to the table. Yeah. It's like, OK, people are wearing like the Tiffany necklace or the bracelet or like having like a really cute purse. But it's like. You know, it was also like 
late 90s, early 2000s, like no one was really rocking anything more than a coach purse. Do right. you know what I mean? Right. Like no That's one was true. like, coach it was, was like before like yeah. Gucci and yeah. what, like the Fendi spy bag or something like that. It was like kind of before that really became like a moment, like even with designer yep. sunglasses, like the Dior glossies, like it was kind of, it was like leading up to that, but mm-hmm. like right before that. So it's like, okay, Kate Spade and like coach, it's like, yes, that is extravagant for a high schooler, but it's like also not like bling, bling thousand dollar person. Totally. You know? So what are the popular girls? So like, what was it? What made the popular girls pop? I'm obviously, I'm not saying like riches are supposed to, but what was the attitude? And like, do you have a sense of like, this group of girls was, they were just extremely confident or like, no, they were the super artsy ones or... Like, how did that, how did they gel, do you think? Yeah, no, that's, like, interesting. Well, I think, like, the Filipino girls were really popular. There were, it was, like, a large Filipino, mostly it was, like, large Filipino, Asian population, and then Hmm. a lot of white girls, and then Mm -hmm. Black and Latina. But I think, like, less Latinas than Black people, or Black girls. So, um... I don't know. I'm like, I truly, I'm like trying to, it was like, what made them popular? I well, think no, yeah, no. And like, I don't, you don't even need to have an answer. It's almost like that's the philosophy class of today is like, why were what? they popular? Why like, were they what popular? What does any of it mean? Oh yeah. my God. I don't know. I think they were popular because it like, it seemed like they like had a life, if that uh-huh. makes sense. Like yeah. a life outside of school school and not in like I do like they were like we are fun and we have fun on the weekends and we Mm. do fun things and then you're gonna hear about it about all the fun we're having do you know what I mean does that make sense god it just sounds so hard to go to a high school in like and obviously there's so much more going on in LA than show business a thousand other things you know, obviously, but to be adjacent to that in going to a school where people had money or maybe their parents, there was a decent chance if you had money, it might be because your parents are in show business or something like that. That is, it seems so intimidating to me. Like I needed to be in Tucson, Arizona as a teenager. Like I needed to be in a small town, you know what I mean? Like a small city that had nothing to do with any of that. When I think about like how I feel, it's one of the reasons I started a podcast here. When I think about how Los Angeles made me feel when I first moved here, how I allowed show business to, you know, allowed it to make me feel a certain way. I'm like, oh, my God, like what if I had been interested in acting and I was from L.A. when I was 16 years old? Like, who knows what kind of shit I would have got into? You know, I think a lot of it is like. Growing up in L.A., it's like, yes, the industry, the entertainment industry is like a huge part of it. But it's like there's also like people who have nothing to do with it and are very successful. You know what I mean? There's like lawyers who are not entertainment lawyers. There's doctors who like don't treat celebs. There's like a whole infrastructure of like, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's a whole city that operates um, where, okay, yeah, you may know someone who like is tangently attached to the industry, but like. A lot of people just don't like I do you know what I mean? It's like 
oh, okay, like, I know that, like, you know, the Olsen twins go to Campbell Hall or whatever, but it's like, I don't go to Campbell Hall. I don't really yeah. have friends. Like, it doesn't affect my life, do you know? Yeah, I think it was and when so, you said the thing about the Disney, like, people go to this school because they're serious about it now and, like, our Disney kids and stuff that I, that that was a part of me that was like, oh, God, that's so intense. Sure, like, no, you know. I mean, but that was like, Disney kids got to go to school somewhere, right? Uh-huh. I mean, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. they weren't going to Immaculate Heart. They were going yeah. to, like, you know, like, it's the kind of thing of it's like, Loxa, you have to audition to get in. And so it's like a lot of like people whose parents are like producers or like actually in the industry. (laughs) It's like the fame school in L.A. Like, yeah, they are going to this school that literally is a free school, a free public education. (laughs) Um, But they are the people who like have been able to invest in the training for their child since their child could like walk or talk. Do you know what I mean? I do. So it's like, okay, we got that. But then, you know, also there's like um, Crossroads on the West side. That's where all the celebrity spawn goes to school. Mm. You know what I mean? But it's like, again, that was like, those are extreme examples. Yeah. And like, unless you like truly know someone there, like, and granted this was again, late nineties, early two thousands. We didn't have like what, like the really rich girls had cell phones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The Nokia brick. So it's like, it doesn't affect, like it just like it's the industry really was not a part of like in, in my school, at least like it had nothing to do with that. Like, yeah. There was like that. one girl who was like low key a pop star in Asia, but it was like you're a pop star in Asia and like that means we've heard of it, but like right. you're not a pop star here, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. no, totally. And like I, we also had a girl who like left to go to Laksa and couldn't cut it and came back, and like uh, that's embarrassing, yeah. girl. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like <laughs> no. that's really great that you were top of the food chain here, but yeah. wait till you go to there and yeah. oh, mm-mm. so yeah. speaking of rude awakenings, <clears throat> it just like it wasn't, yeah, like. I think it's just like growing up here it's like everyone knows someone who's kind of like you know it's like no one's pressed about it yeah you know yeah. no totally I remember uh, t- I Randall Park was on the podcast um, I guess last summer but uh, and he was we, I really enjoyed like hearing about him being, you know, a little kid, like riding his bike past the Sony lot and being like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, a like thing. this means nothing to me. Like that's it. Yeah, totally. And just feeling completely separate from it. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. You're in a theater, the lights go down. You're about to get swept up by the characters and all their little details and interpersonal dramas. You look at them and think, that person is so obviously in love with their best friend. Wait, am I in love with my best friend? That character's mom is so overbearing. Why doesn't she just stand up to her? Oh God, do I need to stand up to my own mother? If you've ever recognized yourself in a movie, then join me, Jordan Cruciola, for the podcast, Feeling Seen. We've talked to author Susan Orlean on realizing her own marriage was falling apart after watching Adaptation, an adaptation of her own work, and comedian Hari Kondabolu on why Harold and Kumar was a depressingly important movie for Southeast Asians. So join me every Thursday for the Feeling Scene podcast here on Maximum Fun. Woman, I got to get into this MASH game with you before I conclude this podcast because I got to invent this alternate universe, uh, beautiful life for you based on things you love. So I'm so excited. I'm going to give you some categories. Okay. Let's start with 
Uh, let's start with three movies because I started thinking about high school movies. You certainly do not have, but once you said fame, uh, but you certainly do not have to pick anything high school based, but three movies that you can jump into and you're just in that world with those characters. You're not reliving the plot. It's just like a chance to be, just dive into that world. So it could Am be I clueless. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Again, no pressure to pick high school movies yet. <laughs> Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. <laughs> oh. Cruel Intentions. <laughs> oh, my God. You didn't have to stray outside of the genre because brilliant. Also, Romy and Michelle, you get a little of both. Um, what a great movie. Ugh, Mira Sorvino. Incredible. I love the renaissance <gasps> of Mira Sorvino. Yes. It makes me very happy. It's it feels like it's one of those things that happens where you are both overjoyed and also curbing the rage at why she was that why there has to be a renaissance at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Next uh, one. Let's do. Well, let's do this. Let's do three people from show business, living or dead from any era that you would love to collaborate with us on something like it could oh be you guys God. write a script together but it could also just be you started a movie or it could be you directed the film that so-and-so starred in whatever oh you my want God. Nisi Nash oh yes oh that <clears> feels <throat> like it's a going to happen like we love that Nisi feels Nash. like that feels like it's around the corner I see that happening for you <laughs> okay um I mean Lisa Kudrow oh, obsessed yes. with Lisa yes, Kudrow yes 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 <laughs> And oh my God, this is so much pressure. I'm so excited though. <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, uh, Maya Rudolph. Great, 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 great. Uh, all of these feel extremely within reach um, from my estimation of you. So this is very exciting. Um, okay, next one, let's do three like sort of life skills that for whatever reason you don't have now that you would love to have in this alternate universe. So it could be like, I can take anything apart and put it back together, but it could also be like, I speak French or whatever, whatever you want, three. Oh, I'm ambidextrous. Great. That would be great. I like, that would be very cool. Um, I um, have photographic memory. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I know all about horticulture right that's like leaves and like yeah. what you can like eat and not eat and... oh that's great i'm like... putting horticulture and botany oh I'm yes yeah not sure which one applies more but for I'm sure them both it's like i i i i'm the black forager girl <laughs> basically <laughs> i love it i love it uh great okay next category let's do three eras in time or even just moments that you get to visit it could be for a positive reason. It could be like you feel like you need to bear witness to something, but you're in a safety bubble no matter what. So like okay. you're not going to get, you know, like hurt, punched. You're not going to get, uh, <laughs> I almost said rabies, like as if rabies was a thing that was going around. I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking the grip or the croup or something, but you're also not going to get rabies. Three places that you can sort of visit in a time bubble uh, and you're protected. Oh, my God. Um uh... I'm visiting F. Scott Fitzgerald and Zelda yeah. uh, at one of their parties in the 20s. Love it. I'm Love definitely it. hanging with them. Great. <laughs> I would um, like to be in the theater, like the first theater that screened The Exorcist. Oh, my God. I love this so much. <laughs> 
Oh, right? Like a God. packed theater where people yes. have never seen anything so like this satisfying. before. Just losing their minds. so satisfying. Um, yes. Yes. And I would love to be in the audience when Ashley Simpson uh, was caught lip syncing on SNL. <laughs> Your brain just took trips that I am so enamored of, like in such a short period of time. I love that your brain worked that fast. Uh, Oh, my God. That's amazing. Okay, beautiful. They're like, Danielle, would you like to be in the crowd during Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech? (laughs) You're like, no, I want to see Ashley Simpson hoe down. I want to be in that room where it happens. I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, I love it. I think that's fucking great. Oh, these might be the best answers of that question I've ever asked uh, or that I've ever gotten. Okay. Next one, romance, sexy times, three people. Ooh. They can be characters from something. They can be living or dead. I'm not going to bring them back as corpses. You're going to get them refreshed to where they were when you had a crush on them. Uh, any era cartoons, book characters don't care. Three. Oh, okay. Um uh, I was never a boy band girl, so yeah. that that's not. I'm like trying to think. I'm like, what's the teenage crush? You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. yeah. But I feel like Taylor Swift has really given us like an alternative view about Jake Gyllenhaal. So that's out. You know, that's yeah. out. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we know too much. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is like Jake Gyllenhaal era crushes. Ryan right? Gosling. Ryan I would Gosling. Say would come but up. it's like, I mean, Ryan. Go- the Barbie hair is really. Awful, and it's it is it's <gasps> it's undoing a lot. Yeah, but Ryan Gosling, let's go with the classic. We'll put, we'll put him. We'll put him in. We're putting him in. He's got your. He's got whatever hair you want him to have. So yeah, don't even worry about Just it. Just peak Ryan Gosling. Peak Great. the Notebook Ryan Gosling. Yeah, you Great. know, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, the fox from the Disney Robin Hood. <laughs> oh my God! I knew you were gonna say that. Rather, I didn't know you were going to say that. But let me say, first of all, you are not the first person to say that. And it's always like a very like I'm always I have a little tickle in my head that's like, I wonder if she's a Fox Robin Hood because they're rare. They're definitely rare. Don't get me wrong. It's It's not everybody who says it. It's like once a year someone says it. I actually thought to myself, I was like, she's thinking about this really hard and she's being very true to like, what were my feelings? Like, let me really think about this. And I I swear to God, I almost wish I would have said like a, key, a cue to myself so I would have proof. I was like, I wonder if she's going to be a Robin. I, I'm so <laughs> smug right now. It's gross. It's gross how smug I am. And I love it. And I completely get it. Ugh, oh, yeah. Yes. No, the, the fox. The, I yeah. mean. Rakish. He like, really just lie and yeah. just everything you want in a guy. Yeah, just- <laughs> yeah, great, great. You are you you are joining a, a a very elite group of wonderful women who have said that. Uh, I wish I could name them off. I should memorize them, and then you'll be part of that canon. Uh, great. Try. Good luck beating Robin Hood, uh, Fox Robin Hood. But you got one more. I know for you. it's hard. Okay. Um. Oh God. Okay, remember on the L word, there was the Ooh. like tomboy. Oh my god, I'm I like, know who's in my mind. The most, the most tomboyish of the yeah, original yeah, yeah. L word. I think her name's Catherine something. Um, I have a huge crush on her. Yeah, I, but that was like the first sexy. like, ooh, ladies. Yeah, she's very ooh. sexy. I'm pretty yeah. sure her first name is Catherine, but I'm just gonna put L word Fox. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just to keep the fox going, the fox, fox motif going. Foxy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next category, three foods that in this reality, either you feel like you shouldn't eat too much of, or you're allergic to it, or it's something that you had once far, far away that you're like, oh, why can't I ever have that delicious, perfect cookie or that delicious, perfect soup that I had at that one place? Three. And then in this reality, you're, you can have it as much as you want. Snap of your fingers, zero ramifications. Oh, my God. Okay. So, um... This parpadelle pasta with duck ragu from Italy. Truly don't even remember the restaurant. Know that it was in Florence. But it is. It was. I've been chasing that. I love it. And yes. The grilled the grilled oysters. I had in New Orleans. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. Had some grilled oysters in New Orleans that are like. To die for amazing. Great. Feel like I've never been able to mm-hmm. get another taste of that. That tracks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is, and you're going to be like, this is so pretentious and annoying, Danielle. Okay. Oh, so, Bavel in downtown LA. Yeah. They have, and it's a seasonal thing. I don't know if it's still on the menu, but it is like whipped feta. With oh, wow. strawberries, oh my, and um, and tomatoes like heirloom tomatoes, and some sprouted cilantro, mm-hmm. and they have burnt harissa on it, and it is oh, truly the God. most magical. That sounds delicious. May I use the word scrumptious? It is so fucking good. Like I just, I love, uh, I love like an in-season heirloom tomato, and like. That dish with the strawberries and the burnt harissa and yeah. like the whip. It just is like perfection. Well, it also sounds like it's sort of a it's a it's a it's a huge twist on a thing that we all sort of love, which is like you. Oh, of course, you're going to get the heirloom and like burrata and like yeah. some basil. But like, no, it's actually cilantro and whipped feta and heirloom tomatoes. And then we throw some strawberries in there and then the burnt harissa like, oh, you figured out a way to like give the same pleasure of a, di- a certain type of dish that everyone's like yeah 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 i don't even order it anymore it's on every menu and like turn it into a whole new thing that's how yeah. that's how i interpret that it's gorgeous yeah, it's uh, okay two two last categories um god i can't i mean whatever you get in any of this three places in the world that you would love to have uh, another home if we could just teleport you there you didn't have to worry about like the travel oh okay um <clears throat> florence firenze great um would love to have a home in oh in New York. I know that sounds really basic, but that's just practical. We gotta be practical no, sometimes. Totally makes sense. Love it. And uh, would love to have another home in. I'm like, would I love to have another home in the Caribbean? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I know. I always worry about the Caribbean because I always feel like that, you know, that sense of like, oh, God, the like typhoon and the hurricanes and like, no, like, like same with Puerto Rico. And it's like maybe I'm getting like very caught up in like the upkeep where it's like, my God, I'm going to have to just be spending so much money on like rebuilding this home. You're not though. Yeah. Let's (laughs) let's give them the gift of like, you know, maybe no disaster befalls any of these places. So we love that. Um, I say go for it. I mean, yeah. Now that okay. I've said all that, I'm like, go for the Caribbean. Why right. not? And a, and a house I in the Caribbean. I do love Mexico, though. Okay. I know. Mexico is right. nice. Okay. And then final one is three television shows 
that are no longer on the air that we're going to give you the magical opportunity to either write on or direct on or be a cast member on? Oh, my God. Living single. Perfect. <laughs> um, all that. Yes. And um, Pushing Daisies. <gasps> pushing Daisies. Yeah, I forgot Gone about pushing daisies. A, a yeah. loss because of the WGA strike. Yes, indeed, it really it's was like a canceled at the same time. Kristen Chenoweth is getting a Golden Globe nomination. I know, I know, and you know nobody did well after that show. Poor Lee Pace got nothing going on. Poor, no, I'm totally kidding. Um, he's but it was just massive. such a. I was so it was excited lovely. about that show. It was, it was a just lovely really, show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are those, you know, those magical shows where you're like, oh, my God, someone greenlit this, even though it's not like it's, anything else. And like, yeah, OK, it that truly can was still happen. It can still else. happen. Yeah. Um, OK. Give me a word that uh, could help towards describing like your mood when you woke up this morning. Uh oh. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, great. All right. So I'm going to do some very serious scientific calculation to tell you what your uh, alternate universe mash life is going to be. Oh my God, will, you, so will you do some mild vamping for me where you tell people where they can find you, what they should be checking out, um, oh, sure. past, present, future, whatever you want? Yeah. If you want to see more of me, I know you're just hearing my voice, but if you would love to see my face, you can see me on the second season of Russian Dolls streaming now on Netflix. You can catch me in the latest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO. Um, you can watch my stand-up um, at Comedy Central on their YouTube channel. And if you want to follow me, oh my God, follow me, like, and engage with my content. Perhaps even show up to a show. <laughs> yes. You can follow me um, on Twitter and on Instagram at Diva Deluxe. No E at the end. And uh, yeah, just honestly, like if you DM me and you're like, hey, listen to you on the pod. Um, can I like get free tickets? Uh, yeah, I'll give you free tickets. Oh Literally, I love I'll that. give everyone free tickets. Just like hit me up and say, oh, you want to come to my show? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Oh, OK, mm -hmm. pals, please take advantage of that. Uh, when is the last time someone offered you free tickets on this show? Come on. Well, I'll take that moment. I'm sorry I had to berate everyone for a second, but <laughs> I feel <laughs> real good about the outcome of the Smash game. Oh my what has happened for me in my perception of it is there are some sprinklings of things that sort of connect to each other. Like, let me give you an example. When I had to cross off Romy and Michelle's, I felt <gasps> like a little death. Yeah. Until... It turned out that you get to collaborate with Lisa Kudrow on something. Okay, and then same. I was like, oh, they're going to make their own showbiz baby. Like, they're going to mm -hmm. do their own thing. Like, that's going to be a beautiful miracle. So while you did get, oh, I'm sorry, Cruel Intentions. Ooh. Just get into that little saucy world for a second. That is the movie that you get to jump into. Again, you are collaborating, repeat, are collaborating with Lisa Kudrow. Um, I don't know how your ambidextrousness is going to come into play. I feel like somehow it's going to be taken advantage of, both as a performer and offstage. Uh, you definitely are ambidextrous. Um, <laughs> you also have, what? I'm sorry, a beautiful apartment in Florence, Firenze. Don't oh. mind if I do. Yeah. Don't mind if I do. So here's the good news on that. My heart was a little sad when uh, the, Florent the, the Firenzean pasta disappeared off the list. But 
the good news is you now have a home in Florence. So why don't you go ahead and just have that whenever you want it anyway? I can. And I can have it as often as I want when I visit home. <laughs> a thousand percent. And also you have unlimited access to the whipped feta, the strawberries, the heirloom tomatoes, the oh. burnt harissa. That is a thing that is ready and waiting for you whenever you want it. Snap of your fingers. It's happening. I, that makes me so happy. Like, truly, like... I mean, is <laughs> My this a dish? from yeah. smiling. I'm like, what uh, a life. What a beautiful, bountiful life. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Maybe this is a dish that you need to wow Scott and Zelda with. Maybe you take it back and travel in time. I'm sure it'll keep for your trip back in time to a party with Scott and F. Scott and uh, Zelda. Not oh, my bad. God. Kind of yes. amazing. Um, you also might want to take Ryan Gosling with you there. I don't know. <gasps> he seems like he could hang. He oh. seems like he could hang. Okay. I am truly, I'm like, this is, I'm literally going to put all this on my vision board. Uh, this is- yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the beauty of the magic of MASH. And by the way, <laughs> love you on Loving Single. Love you on yes! Loving Single. Yes, yes, yes. What a joy to treat. That is a real great MASH outcome. Oh my God. Uh, I'm so happy. That put me in such a good mood because I love what you love. Um, Danielle, thank you so much for doing the podcast. I'm so glad we did. I haven't seen you. I feel like I haven't seen you in person since uh, Andy and Naomi's show, which feels both like it was yesterday and like it was like (laughs) 18 years ago. So that's how time works. Back in back in the day, Zelda and F. Scott were there. It was the time. Right. It was a place. <laughs> we we all made merry. It was swinging. It was fantastic. Um, I hope I get to see Janet, you again in person. Thank I you never so go much anywhere. So, but this inspires me to go see a, a show. If you can be bothered to get out, I can be bothered to get out and go see do a some show. Laughing and yeah. Support local comedy. You know, got I, to. Got to. Honestly, like I've been having a lot of fun, like at the shows that I'm at, just like seeing friends do comedy do you know what I mean it's like oh comedy is fun and I'm having fun just enjoying seeing what people are working on and yes what they're doing and it's absolutely yeah like it's nice it's it's cool that we get get to work in a creative industry where we get to see people for sure for sure you know see how their minds work (laughs) no a thousand percent I got into the the jag where like everything reopened but it was like I can only afford to go out when I'm performing um, okay. All right. Uh, everyone, please support and adore Danielle. She's amazing. And uh, I will talk to you next time on the podcast. Bye. The show is produced by Julian Burrell and Christian Duenas. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.